This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This show is brought to you by Beer 52. Now, you need to sort yourself out for the FA Cup final with some free and exclusive beers from one of the UK's best breweries. Our good friends at Beer 52 and Siren Brewery have teamed up with eight different breweries from across the world to bring you eight exclusive beers that you will not find anywhere else. All you have to do is go to beer52.com forward slash paddock and pay their £6.95 postage to get your crate of free beers. I absolutely love the beers that I've been getting out of Beer 52 so far. I've been with them for a while and I know they've got absolute beer experts curating some of the best beers in the world every single month for you. And this month, Beer 52 are teaming up with Siren to celebrate the brewery's 10th birthday. Now for a decade, Siren has been making some of the best beers in the world, teaming up with other breweries around the world, coming up with cutting edge techniques, some of the best beers in UK craft beer culture, as well as championing the traditional brewing techniques. This is Activate Deadline Mode. Siren's latest IPA. They are known for their IPAs. And this think of this as almost like a greatest hits, bringing together all of the classic Siren IPA notes. You've got tropical, you've got Moorish mouthfeel, you've got everything you need in an IPA right here in the Activate Deadline mode this month from Siren. Mm, very good. You've also got the Pastel Pills, which is everything you want from a Pilsner, light, crisp, easy to drink. They've also got the darker side of things. They've got the birthday bourbon, which is a nitro stout, which you have to see to believe. But if you don't like dark beers, you can just go for the light beer option. They will send you exactly what you want when you want it. And don't forget as well, with Beer 52, it's not just beers. You also get these tasty snacks like, look at this, sea salt and balsamic vinegar, oven baked pea snaps. And it's not just beers, it's not just snacks. If you want to get to grips with Siren, you want to learn more about the brewery, and the fantastic breweries that they work with, make sure to check out Ferment Magazine down the side of the box there. This takes you through all of the latest news in the craft beer world as well, of course, like I said, as a siren special this month. And if after all that, you're not happy, you can simply pause or cancel at any time. 
You can't ask for more than that. Make sure you go to beer52.com forward slash paddock to claim your free case of beer now. That is beer52.com forward slash paddock for your free case of beer. Because you've done all this before. What do you usually wear when you're in the I've out? never coached at a track game. Right, okay. I wear my tracksuit usually. Right. But occasionally, I don't mind a short. Well, we can't wear anything United related because it's FC. Yeah. So that's a no-go. We can't turn up in your new United kit. Can't wear a paddock because that's a lot of YouTube dickheads. <laughs> so I've got like black trackies. If you was a manager, yeah. what are you going with like the, the ankle showing, you know, black trainers with a white bottom, maybe a nice polo shirt. Polo, you could go a bit like yeah. Graham Potter at Chelsea. No, 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 he was a turtleneck one in not polo shirt, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he, he got in um, a style counsellor, didn't he, I think? Yeah, yeah, like he did. Because he, he was just a straight tracksuit. Yeah. He was almost like a, a young Tony Pulis when he was at Brighton. Yeah, yeah, he was. Without, yeah, like Without the sports direct hat. Shot through the club shop Yeah, with in glue, a cannon glued with a glue, load of glue. Yeah. So I don't know what to wear. Well, I'm, I'm just the assistant. I'm not I'm like, not wearing a fucking suit. Because you, you, like you could get away with a suit and I could just get away with trackies because I'm just like the little... You know. Steve's cone man. Yeah, basically. Yes. And I'm all right with that. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're on about, by the way, me and Steve are at a fundraiser game tomorrow for Len Johnson, um, a fighter from about 100 years ago. He fought in Manchester, was a fantastic fighter, won over 90 fights. Where's he from, Jay? He was from Clayton. From Clayton. Clayton. So, one good thing that came out of that side of Manchester, that part of Manchester, not, I'm not saying about draws the way I'm talking about Clayton and that, that area where the Etihad Jay, is. I don't think it's a good idea being black in Clayton in 2023. Right. I can't <laughs> imagine the shit that he had to put up with 100 Well, I'll tell you one thing he had to put up with. Despite the fact he beat all the champions, including the British champion, he couldn't hold the British title because there was a colour bar that if one of your parents wasn't white, you weren't allowed to fight for the British title. So... When did they relinquish that? About a fortnight ago? Yeah, that was sorted about... They sorted that in about, yeah, about a fortnight ago. But we're doing a fundraiser means they're involved in it to raise funds for a statue because the council have said you can have a statue of him he should be celebrated but we're not going to pay for it fucking brexit hey <laughs> yeah we want to pin Cheers, on brexit Boris. yeah thanks for that where's this fucking app that we got <laughs> so, track and trace that money so yeah steve's gonna be the coach of the celeb team oh uh, we're taking it serious as well yeah so we're gonna have like there's gonna be a few boxes uh a few politicians, a few Hollyoaks, yeah, Hollyoaks, Coronation Street, all them lot. They're gonna get put through the paces. Through um, is Crawler playing? Apparently, he's coming, but he can't play. Do you know? You know, you should do for. I know you don't need it for coaching advice. You ask someone who's coached at the highest level. Do you know anyone who's coached at the highest level? Do you know anyone who's played at the highest level? When you think about the very highest level you can play at, do you know anyone who's who's played at that level? You have to be someone that's played for the Sundial and draws them on it. What about you, Chucky? Do you know anyone who's played at the highest level and coached at the highest level? Maybe you could help Steve a few tips tomorrow. A few tips for tomorrow? Yeah. 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 Highest level? Mm. Yeah. I mean, highest level might be, we're talking Love Island here. <laughs> oh, well, that's... Uh... And, and Hollyoaks. And yeah. Hollyoaks. So you know we're dealing with the creme de la creme. Oh, These you're talking about the players? The yeah. players, yeah. The, I thought you were talking no, about... No, I, mean, I mean, do you know anyone that's played at the highest the level? Highest because level he's got a coach... The likes of Love Island and... Uh, well, I mean... In fact, it's not even Love Island. Players at the highest level. Lamin can't... Uh, Lamin. Kai can't make it. He's got rugby stuff to do. There was a guy that... I know. Um, rugby. That um, he uh, coached a team at the World Cup. 
Um, yeah. Ferguson, I think he was called. Right. Kind of yeah. had one or two things. Oh, I think I saw time. him coaching, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember yeah. that. You used to play forever? Aye, that's the one, aye. Yeah. I don't know he coached at the World Cup. Aye, he coached at the World Cup, yeah. Was that before your time? What do you mean before my time? Well, you played for Scotland, but did you play in that World Cup, is my, my point? No. Uh, I did not. I didn't play in the World Cup, thanks very much. How didn't you play in the World Cup? You were flying at that time. Do you know what? I don't know why I asked you that because I know you didn't play in the World Cup. So as soon as I said it, I thought you didn't play in the World Cup. I know this. Because I know how many caps you got and I know they weren't at the World Cup. Thank you for reminding me of. Well, I think it's a travesty. Didn't you score like. Wasn't that during the time you scored 126 goals in four games for Celtic? No, I wasn't. No, I was only. No. I was playing for Celtic at the yeah, time, but, but how come you didn't get a call up for the World Cup then? Uh, I was involved in all the squads up during the uh, qualifiers for the 1990 World Cup, which was which took place in Italia. I remember it, and I wasn't. I was left out of the last, or I wasn't selected. What way around? What about '86? No, I'd, I'd been no '86, no, because I, I was. Probably a bit young then, I think, really. So You're still scoring a lot of goals. <coughs> right? Aye, but I mean, I hadn't played international right. football by... Oh, okay. for, uh, well, I hadn't played for the full that international might, squad then. That so. seems a bit random, though, the 99 one as well, after you... Uh, well, you, you look back and you reflect on different things and, and what you... Well, people who are lucid like myself come to the understanding is that it's probably... No, it's not probably... It would be down to yourself. It's your own responsibility and actions and consequences so I don't think it was anything to do with um, uh, me as a football player it might have been to do with me as a, a person and uh, as, a, as a personality or personality less depending on which way you want to look <laughs> at it and and I think that was mainly the thing I think that whatever way the squad was was um, was chosen or, or selected was 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 okay who uh, was playing up front was Alan McCoy's I well McCoy's was there McAnally had been there um I think Morris Johnson, I'm not sure if Kevin Gallagher was involved in that. But certainly Scotland used to have a, a plethora of players, a big pool to choose from. That was probably the, that, was, that would be the last time that Scotland, certainly Scotland, if not other countries, had a, a quite a significant pool of players to choose from in all positions, not just as as forwards. So it would, it would have been something that I, something that, that I didn't quite fit, but not to do with my my football would have been something else but it's difficult decisions you understand that when you you go on to become responsible for other people in management roles or coaching roles and I was involved in the Euro Championships two years later so uh, but yeah you, if you're saying about dreaming of things that have happened to you you know, if he'd said somebody told me when I was thirteen that you wouldn't go to the World Cup, but you would, all these other things would happen to you. I think I would be, I'd have settled for that. You know, even though that I've not really done very much, but I mean, it's you just say you've not done very much. You did a bit. Well, depending on yeah, what, you know, I mean, depends on whose comparison it is to be, no. you know, is to be a bit of, you know. So, <laughs> um, you did all right. <laughs> Aye, well, sometimes Do I think Jamie Carragher right, had his career, know, so. the fucking oh shit my God, can you imagine it? Jamie Carragher had his medals and his career and his goals. Never the end of it. Yeah, there's a funny thing at the moment, so a lot of people on on um, on television in particular who who say that it's not, seem to, it doesn't seem to be that important, 
seems to be other things that are more important, you know. Well, winning's not important. Well, I think collecting pound notes seems to be more important <laughs> to, to people, you know. And then the people who say that it doesn't matter what you win, or they, well, we're, they're satisfied with that. Uh, and there's some notable ones who are, who are the higher echelons of, of uh, commentating on football, particularly ex-male advert, uh, athletes, you know. That some but who spawned the opportunity to come to a proper club and win some medals, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they, they they keep saying this all the time, and it's not true. I mean, it's it's about winning things. That's why you play professional sport. You want to win. On the argument of, uh, I see this all the time. Um, there's obviously some players who are very, very, very good players that don't win things in their career, and there's some players who are carried by successful teams. I don't think people who start week in, week out for successful teams should be punished by that. Like, if you look at um, United's successful period under Sir Alex, every single player is shit, according to opposition fans. How does that work? But that's a compliment, isn't it? You know, because it's... Fergie was overrated, he just had good players. Yeah. But then every single one of those players yeah, was shit yeah. and carried by everyone yeah, else. Yeah, that's the argument you hear. It's literally Yeah, right. but that's what you would expect to hear, because... Uh, they're looking at whatever they've got and they're not that's well, not just that it's about united anyway isn't it so pre the success it was still the same thing everybody wanted to beat man united you feel like when you came down here yeah it was a fact you, you know every game was a big game for the opposition particularly in their patch you know they had the biggest crowd of the season for that particular game the players were all up for that one particular game so it was a big battle in the first instance, so a, all football games, uh, certainly with United involved, in the first 25 minutes is a battle of, of, of sort of keeping the game. And then the last 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, the first half, you get a chance to play football. The second half, they go in, they get a little bit of a breather, the manager, coach, whatever, will get them pumped up again, they'll come back out, flying at the traps again for another 10 minutes, maximum 15 minutes. If you don't... Um, if you don't let in a goal or, or give them an opportunity to to continue that uh, momentum, you've got half an hour to play football. And you How can you look at loads that? and loads of games like that in that period of time and you'll see why it is that Man United score goals in the second half, why Man United score goals late in games. Because their position are tired physically and very much mentally of having... The analogy can kind of thing, talking about boxing, it's a bit like boxing, isn't it? So they, they, they go in... And the and the dominant boxer keeps uh, punching towards the the middle, the midriff, and that, and the arms and all that kind of thing. And eventually, the the opponent boxer who's not quite as good drops his arms. And when he drops his arms, they go in for the they finish the fight when they're getting punches to the to the head that that allows them the fight to get stopped or them to get knocked out. And it's exactly like that in the football games. Is you know you'd wait until. The, the arms are dropped now. Uh, we always felt that we were better prepared than any other team with regards to physical uh, fitness. How do you prepare for every game being a cup final? You just get well. I'd been used to it because I'd been I'd played for four years at Celtic, which was exactly the same thing. It was a, it's it's something you that you have to get um, tuned into very very quickly. And I think if you look at a lot of the players, maybe that. Uh, Fergie signed he would not necessarily play them all the games right away 
I think one notable kind of one for me was Teddy Sheridan really struggled at the beginning of that, even though he was a senior player when he came to Manchester United and loads of experience at Forest and at Tottenham. But even at Tottenham, he only had to lift himself every fourth or fifth game, maybe. And when he came to United, he couldn't. He struggled to cope with the, the fact that, he, that his way of playing, which okay, wasn't as as uh, it wasn't based on pace, but based on the ability to, to find nice space and nice passing. If he really struggled early on, if you could cast your mind back to that time, I remember the and first, it took him a little season. while. And I always got to a yeah. bit where it, it really got. It was a real balance, I think, for. But also, part of that, I suppose, was that. Then the manager had, um, had his um, selection, four players, you know, which came to prominence in 1998 Did I ride them? I did alright for a bad player. Anniversary to what he's saying, yeah. Right place at the right time, wasn't it? You know, well, both, both of the ones in the final, isn't it? If you're talking about the, the actual final, you know, Teddy and, and Ola Gunnar scoring the, the two goals. Yeah. One of the worst games ever. Well, it's the worst game, but they're not. Yeah, it's what if you look at the game you know, over the yeah, we, we, we Manchester United got a a hiding. I've seen that picture today. I've not seen it before. There's still with a kid at the bar and he's celebrating. You know, I didn't realise he was all running away for Bayern Munich. Who Yanka? No, it wasn't Yanka, was it? It was the other lad. Was, you remember when he at the bar? Basler. Well, no, no Basler scored, didn't he? It was. I can't remember his name. I have to find a picture. I've seen it today. Someone tweeted. Yeah, the winger. Yeah, yeah the winger. Yeah. He hit the, you know when he went. Obviously, you remember it well. Yeah. Schmeichel. And he sort of gave up on it, Schmeichel. You know, and the guys already turned around. Like, it's the one Schmeichel. <laughs> yeah. I think thinks he's in. Yeah. When it does come back, he's, oh shit. Yeah. The player <laughs> did the same. He's already run off to celebrate. Like I've just won us the cup, basically. But yeah, it wasn't great. If anyone's wondering, by the way, younger viewers wondering, well, you know, what did you win? So just, I know you don't like this, but I'm going to go through it anyway. What jockey won? So it's Scottish Premier Division, Scottish Cup. One, two, three, four Premier Leagues. That's four more than Steven Gerrard, in case you're confused with the maths. Two FA Cups, the Football League Cup. Scored the winner in that one, I remember. And? And, obviously, the pinnacle, the European Cup Winners' Cup, 1991. Our favourite trophy. One of our first memories as United fans was seeing that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Game. And another one that well, United have only won once. The European Super Cup. Yeah. And you scored the winner in that, didn't you? I did, yeah. Am I, am I allowed to say that it wasn't United's best game in that well, game? Again, you could be, you could look at it from different <laughs> angles, but <laughs> my recollection of the game was that playing against Red Star Belgrade was uh, we got, we got proper hammer or proper football lesson, but other people say we created <laughs> Several chances, but to me they they had like glaring chances in the yeah. game, you know. Because um, I, I, I said this to Joe the other day because he was watching it. He watched the game and it, at early doors we weren't we were quite close. I think the game and I said, oh, I remember that game. I think I went and I was like, they were all over us. And Chucky got the winner, but 
was a bit not smash and grab, but they was had it like a, a Thursday night or something? I can't remember. That. Yeah, it was somewhat like I, I remember it being um, one of the first night games. Uh, you, do you know, you made me laugh about that. You get the trophy at the end, and it's like you're collecting. It's like you know, the Bangkok Century Cup. It's like, like yeah, thanks, yeah, yeah nice one. Yeah. And not running yeah. round the pitch for ten minutes like Jurgen Klopp did when he won it. He was going berserk. Sounds a bit like has this escalated the value of this trophy or something? Yeah, definitely. In the last twenty years, since uh, the Cup Winners' Cup's no longer a thing. So, yeah. Um, you also scored in the FA Cup final, the most important goal really in that game. Of course, yeah, changed the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was on a knife edge until yeah, you stepped yeah. onto that pitch I'm and made glad. it. I'm glad I'm not the only one that remembers it exactly. And the a finish way, as well, yeah. if I remember. <laughs> oh, it was a difficult finish. Oh, no. uh, go Google it. Also, <laughs> go Google. It was a tough finish and the goal that won us that yeah, game. But, but if you look at the, the, the way that... You score in the League Cup as well. If you, yeah, yeah, if you, score, if you show the, uh, the clinical nature of it, if you look at it in a... Uh, if, you, if you examine the DNA of the goal, you'll actually see that the ball comes off my studs. <laughs> yeah, was there a bit was it touch and go there did you not you, you, when you look at it, yeah. it it's actually I'm doing see that a lot of a lot of things that happen in my experience of football is that in situations similar to that and uh, like last night uh, was it Mudric that when the, the the ball comes across him some Mudric yeah, he's, yeah I don't know I have no idea but a lot of the kind of things what happens is that in your head you're, you're doing B before A and B in goal scoring situation is you're celebrating, you're si you're wheeling away like you mentioned earlier about that that German player and the Bayern Munich player, you're wheeling away in celebration, what let is just doing A, which is put the fucking ball in the net, yeah. right? So if you watch what I was doing, I was nonchalant to say the least, yeah. thinking, oh, this is amazing, I've just come on, <laughs> and and she should have shot, and he's for an inexplicable reason he's passed it and I, and I thought oh, I'm just tapping this in and I don't connect with it properly to be fair you said that into should have shot because three and a lot you threw you think but the thing that. is you're so, just going to have yeah, a but, thing, it, but if you watch if you look at it just after that I'm glad he didn't if you look way. after that Sparky's in the exact same almost exact same situation and he squares it again I've got another tap in and he fucking shoots doesn't he <laughs> 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 That's yeah. So then the thing about that was that was good. <laughs> That's I the got, iconic celebration. I got. Well. I didn't yeah, get any. Yeah. And I, when you're walking back through the that great hall at Wembley that used to be there, and then going up to the little lounge where you could give a drink after the game, the players' lounge or whatever, hospitality lounge. Every single person I went through past of a United fan were being critical of me. And then one person says, "Great, well done. Fucking, what did you have to do that for? Fucking, what did you have to do that? What the fuck's that all about? Because according to all of these people, they had three nil. <laughs> yeah. Three nil. Yeah, you ruined a lot of. And I'm fucked up. There was I mean one person that had four nil. McLeod four, right? The four they had fucking Cantona first goal. <laughs> My United three nil, and I'm like I'm I'm full of it until I got to the entrance to that hall. And by the time I get to them, I'm like oh, for fuck's sake, I'm like yeah, everyone's been ripped it, away. Getting that fourth goal. And the only thing that cheers me up after that is that during the game. If you watch games, Dennis Wise goes up to Eric Cantona, he whispers it in his ear, and Dennis Wise is saying, 50 quid you, s you miss. Right. And Eric's just looking at him down, like going, mm, whatever. <laughs> and he, and he, so he scores. And he does it in the next penalty, 50 quid you miss, and Eric scores that as well. At the end of that, when we're in the players' lounge, I was just having whatever a drink before we're getting the bus back to the hotel. Wise came up and gave Eric the 100 really? quid. He came up, tapped him, jumped up. 
he jumped up and tapped him on the shoulder <laughs> and Eric turned around and looked at him and he had the, like, the money like that and Eric just went didn't even say thanks he just got have the money off him and turned around and back to doing what he was doing <laughs> and what, I think Dennis thought he was laughing joking you know but he said oh thank you just and there was that embarrassing moment where he realised he's not he's just fucking <laughs> blanking me here, you know <laughs> he's He's just done me, he's done me on the pitch and he's just sideswiped me in the players' lounge as well. You know? Fucking men. So, uh, yeah, 3 0, everybody had. So. I know you when you got involved in the academy job, um, you must have got involved in, in the data side of stuff, especially when it looked. Or did you? Or data? Yeah, did you? I did statistics at university. No, not a culture, you know, it was and not a big thing. Part the, of the lecturer, and I knew that I was going to like. Um, Statistics, because I went in, and the, the first thing the lecturer said to us was that statistics are like a loose woman. Once you get your hands on them, you can do anything you want with them. Wow! I thought, oh, I'm going to like hey, statistics. You, you, you'd, get, you'd be cancelled for saying that in a classroom now, yep. wouldn't you? Hey. And uh, <laughs> and so I'm, all, I'm, like I've always been, I've always been, there. I've always been that kind of way, more more cynical than oh, I'm cynical anyway, but more cynical about. St data and statistics then I'm very cynical then um, um, okay well I've got a stat um, for you yeah but you know but from, well, it's, you mean it, it's from the he, club's greatest achievement Steve wants to give you a stat yeah, right. got a he's stat. got a stat I've got a stat in a game that you featured in it's soccer. a fucking hell of a stat right he loves so, his stat 1991 Cup Winners Cup final one of our players had 100% pass completion who was it 100% yep Clayton. No. Mick Phelan. Oh, he's got it in two. Yeah. For a bonus point, how many passes? Fucking not many. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. You're not wrong. Fucking not exactly many. how many? Because 13. nowadays. Eh? 13. <laughs> 13. Really? Sure. <laughs> I didn't know that. Even I didn't know that. And he told me that start a million times. Was it 13? 13 fucking passes. That's a passes. great shout out. Yeah. The so ability to play well in the game without touching the ball. <laughs> 13 passes, that's impressive. All I'm going to say is, if you're looking for why City are doing what they're doing now, <laughs> probably something to do with Mike Feeling in 1991. Wow. I think you're right, there's a definite correlation. Yeah, you can go draw a line straight from there, through um, Johan Cruyff, through Guardiola, into this City team right now. So all reckon, Mike, all Mike Feeling's fault. Cruyff showed Guardiola footage of Feeling's performance. Why wouldn't look? you? Well, Gadiola would have been at Barcelona then, wouldn't he? Uh, he wasn't playing then. No, I know he wasn't playing, but he would have been. Yeah, he would have played the next year in the, the European he, Cup final. He would have been there, yeah. yeah was he not? They, they won the European yeah. Cup the year after you beat him. Yeah. Um, so they went on to win the lesser trophy of the, the European <laughs> ones. Yeah, um, a bit of a tin pot. Ryan Merck, or RYMC, says, Can you ask Brian if he remembers knowing a Eddie McCann from the Airdrie Plains? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, is the answer to that one. Uh, <laughs> yes. He does. Um, we've also got Simon Lerigo, Rage Quitter, and Colin Coupleditch, who've all joined the economy, uh, economy Academy. Thank you for your support. Uh, Alex Buckingham says, Steve loves that stat. You do, don't you? I do you love, love that, that stat. Yeah. I what mean, a great... It's, a, it's great because it's simultaneously impressive and shit at the same time. I like that, though. Because you can I, frame I think, your milk, can't 100% pass completion in, do you in think a final, he, European final. How many I passes? think the next time I see Mick, I think I might tell him. Yeah. Tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know? Have you told yeah, him? Yeah, I've told him, yeah. What did he what say? Did he, did he know? know? Um, I said, who, who do you think had 100% pass completion? He went, uh, I think he said Robbo. And then I went, no. 
because Robbo tried a, a risky <laughs> path, didn't he? Tried to make things happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, no. And he went, and then he, 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 I think he guessed why I was asking him. And he went, what me was it? And I went, yeah. And he went, how many passes? And he went, he just said exactly the same as Brian did. Probably not many. I love that. 13 passes from a midfielder. Can you imagine that in a final nowadays? Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't, he was probably doing what he was told to do by the manager, which was to be more of a defensive type player. And to break, trying to break up the play and different things. So, do you remember what the was there a tactical approach to that game? Aye, yeah. The uh, manager came into the. Um, the I'm a feeling this is sarcastic. No, it's not. The manager came into the uh, team meeting in the morning of the game, and he is did he name the team? I don't think he'd even. I maybe named the team before, but he, the first comment he makes, he points to somebody and goes if you do your fucking job today we'll win the game that's the sort of tactical insight I'm here for he said that to <laughs> to who sorry me to you <laughs> you do your job today we'll win the game that's the first thing he says what was of everybody. what was the job you do your fucking job tonight we'll win the game no, so no pressure then no no pressure at all first nah, European nah, trophy nah, 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 no, doesn't matter it's just a fucking game of football anyway yeah. and he's saying if I don't and I don't know what my job is yet <laughs> we'll work it out <laughs> And my what job, what was your job? Is to when they've got the ball, you be right next to Ronald Koeman, right? And you stop him passing. He's the one that makes. He's the most important player in their team. You stop him. Can uh, conducting the game, didn't it? Conducting well, the game. How did you feel about that though? Because you, you know, I know you've played in midfield and you do I play felt, before, uh, but That's I a bit more defensive than you're known for. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is when we're in possession. Just oh, play right. your own yeah. game, you yeah, know. Yeah, so okay. it was only out of possession. So right, fair enough. It was just to be. I felt um, um, quite proud, really, that he was. He trusted me. He was trusting me. I don't. I was a bit apprehensive about it because you know, you know, like it was. It was definitive. It wasn't just like if we bit maybe if you know. It was a definitive. You do your fucking job. We'll win the game. Did he compliment you after the game? Did uh, he say, "Well done, you did your job," or something like that? No, no, I don't think so. But, but, you, but we won the game, and yeah. it wasn't the goal. I couldn't definitely. Uh, Free kick, I can't believe it. I couldn't, I couldn't stand right next to him. You know, the I rules. Told you. I tried to stand right next to him. Near him. Yeah. The referee said to me, "Look, yeah, you've got to go back." I bet <laughs> and the manager says, "I've got to stand next to him." I'm sorry. <laughs> can you imagine that? I'm sorry, you've got to go he back. He said, "I need to no, stand no, no, here." I'm more afraid. I'm more afraid of him than I am of you. So, can you imagine that? Brian Casey says, "My first United memory was when they came to Ireland and played Waterford." United in a pre-season friendly in 1990. Loved it. Still have the programme. Yeah, I've stuff. still got the programme as well. Yeah? Do you keep much memorabilia? Yeah, just programmes from Irish games in pre-season. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Spe specifically ones um, yeah. against See, Waterford. I don't know if that's being sarcastic. Of course he is. So, is yeah. you think the only memorabilia he keeps is specifically <laughs> games no, against Ireland? I don't know. Some games people Ireland, are, are weird quirks, Ireland. don't they? Do you no. not bother with any memorabilia? I wish I had no known but the interest in it now but another thing I would like to have done which was was just write down every every day just a little thing that somebody had said that was funny you know I can remember quite a lot of things that people said but so many occasions that the people have said something that was just a little just one word diary you know just one little story you know yeah, was, you know, so just just a tough little one. So the one I remember, for example, is um, 
the dressing room at the cliff people have been there is very small and there would be a, I don't know 15 16 of us maybe in that dressing room and the and so the person said you can have a conversation with the person sitting across me you, know, you get if you raise your voice and Robbo I sat right in the corner Robbo sat in the far corner so you could have a conversation everybody could he was involved in the kind of whole melee of it there's very few private conversations but I remember one day Mal Donick, was really a lovely lad Mal and uh, an underrated player also and he's sitting and he's he's looking at me and, and Bruce is Steve Bruce is saying something up, up here where he's getting changed I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is The Deal each week you'll hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And Mal uh, leans over uh, and goes, uh, Jockey, can I ask you something? I says, hi, Mal, no, no problem. Yeah, he goes, um, he says, Steve... Steve Bruce, he goes, yeah, he's uh, he's taking the piss, isn't he? I goes, I don't know, I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean, Mal. He goes, well, all this, you know, all this daft stuff about, you know, these stories he's telling and all that kind of thing and all that. He says, he's, he's taking, he's just, he's kidding on, isn't he? I goes, uh, what do you mean, Mal? He goes, well, nobody can be that thick. <laughs> I <laughs> says, well, he's not, he's not kidding, Mal. So. Hey, oh, I feel sorry. So that kind of thing, that's one I remember, but there was yeah. loads of things like that, you know. That's, yeah, every day is little one-liners of people. Yeah, so it'd be nice to be able to just blah, blah, blah. Anyway. You, you did have a diary in the Aye, well, it did that. Yeah, which, that, which, which comes kid. from that, I suppose, yeah. It's, a lot of that was is recorded now, that stuff that happened. Most of it happened. I yeah. don't know. I don't know the statistical data of how much actually happened, but some of it didn't happen <laughs> because a fertile imagination. Sometimes <laughs> it was entertaining. That, oh, that part that of the magazine was, was always <laughs> the best bit of the magazine, wasn't it? Well, that everybody, was not everybody, but a lot of people used to say that was the only thing they read in the magazine. No, which it gave was, me that's the that, only that thing encouraged I can me to continue to f- watch and listen and write things and mm. and also make shit up. Without being a child of ruin, without being well, you you never see. Sometimes you 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 don't. You you try not to upset people. That's all kind of thing. Entertain, but not be uh, not upset people by saying, which might be perceived as nasty. You know, you can. You knew we we all had kind of. We all do still have, I suppose, rhino hides, rhino hides when it comes to criticism internally and externally. But sometimes you would say some things that would upset people. You know. Uh, and I, not that often in that period of time I did it I, I had to apologise about one which I thought was a ribald comment but the person or the people who were and it was it was outside the dressing room really when they made some comments occasionally you know inside the dressing room as far as I was concerned it was most of the things that, that were funny happened actually happened you know some of the other stuff I just 
popped into my head and I thought, <laughs> throw it in and then see if anybody sees anything about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get in trouble with the bo- with Fergie after? Yeah, I got a row from Fergie when I was doing it as a coach, which it was just. I mean, the, the thing is, though, the, the bizarre thing that happens is that when I started to do it again as a coach, everybody started coming and telling me things. Yeah. So the first team players would come and oh you got this, this you got to tell and they'd tell me things that happened. I wasn't really in the dressing room. There wasn't there wouldn't be any reason for me to be in there. But they would come and tell me shit, you know, or other people just, Oh, I've got to listen to this one, it's a cracky, you gotta think about it. a lot of stuff I couldn't I didn't put in because I knew <laughs> that whoever it was that, that was the was the victim of or the the person at the centre of the story, uh, would have, would be upset about it. So I didn't put them in, but other stuff I put in, and a lot, a lot of the stuff I, I didn't, I didn't tell, I didn't say who it was. Mainly with the first team stuff, I just said first team player or whatever. And yeah. Sometimes people could, you know, walk Working it out, out. And, I, and I said one story about a player who, who, in his wisdom, had decided that he'd buy a Ferrari. Now I think that that from what I can gather, buying Ferraris, and was actually an investment, you know that became buy a Ferrari and you could keep it for a while period of time and sell it at a profit right but the particular player wasn't one that that was was with people or his team that would have assumed that he would have it and he drove it in one day and he got slaughtered for it you know he got hammered for having this Ferrari you know so I got told this story I didn't name the I didn't even name the player yeah you just and I got I, I got called it. then it would be a month later five weeks later by the time the magazine came out right and Occasionally, you'd know that he was. When he was coaching, or playing. I was coaching. Yeah. This Terry Sheridan. In academy, yeah. No, <laughs> and uh, he would see call me. He called me at the office, and he just fucking you, your fucking diary and all that. <laughs> and like, oh, it's five weeks before, and I didn't read it. Didn't reread it. You know, I'd written it. I fucking wrote it and put it in. Oh, yeah, fucking diary. You fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah, fuck. and I'm like, he's telling me. I'm like, he's trying to tell me that fucking he's he's upset. I didn't even fucking name him. Yeah, but you know, like, I said no fucker knows who he is apart from him and the fucking rest of the players. Oh, you fucking daddy, so fuck it. <laughs> I said, you want me to stop it? No, fuck you, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Your relationship with Fergie's got to be unique, I Yeah, uh, probably, yeah. Because you got away with a lot, but yeah. you stuck around for a long time. So well, yeah, there's that thing. That <coughs> Alex Ferguson's got three simple but complicated uh, trust, loyalty, respect. So within all of that, <coughs> uh, there was there'd be me, particularly, I suppose, but more pertinently as a player, pushing those things. Just because I thought they were funny, you know, <laughs> uh, and I always expecting to get slapped back down. But if I didn't get slapped down, I'd just keep keep going, going until. And sometimes I stopped because it was like I wasn't getting any pleasure out of it because he was ignoring me. Or, so I would just leave it and then try something else. Sometimes later, you know. So there was, yeah. But I th- but but when you again when you reflect it, I was putting myself under pressure because. All that was important was was performing in the games. That was always if he was pleasing him in the games. Then uh, I'm not saying you got away with what I was getting away with, but you would. But other people wouldn't didn't have the same sense of humour or the same. 
conviction of right this is and it was about me it was not about it it was about entertain. I wasn't trying to entertain anybody else I was just trying to entertain myself <laughs> you know and he would just happen to be and there could be other players I did it with other players and different things oh, part of the thing is if they come up with something I'd just take up the opposite point of view just so then I could get a, a debate going and then and sometimes halfway through I'd have changed 180 degrees and they hadn't noticed <laughs> you couldn't do that with man. The man is just very clever, you know. So you'd have to stick to the same kind of thing, and sometimes I get it back, you know. And it might take him five years to get me back, but he'd get me back for some things that I'd said, you know. But but overall, yeah. When I look at and I uh, see some of the things that I did, yeah, I got I got away with a lot that you could have said would be. Career ending, not not just being dropped. You know, a fine career ending, you know. Yeah. Manchester United career ending. Fergie's manager. reputation is just this ruthless, no nonsense kind of character. But I know after stories from you just don't add up to that. No, but there's not many that seem to, or any that I know. That yeah, but, that, but I was the only one that did it, though. And that's probably why, you know. They, 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 I was the only one that came. <laughs> it was me. It was, it was, what was going on in my head? You know, none of them were. They, they were too focused on some other shit. You know, I was. Thinking some popped out of my head, you know. Oh, oh, fuck it. it was just a kind of, I don't know, childlike, you know, something to do, you know, like, oh. And it, there wasn't, because there was nobody else to say, run this story by, you know, like, well, do you think this is a good idea? There was nobody I could say that to that would go, because they wouldn't be, they couldn't understand about, well, why the fuck would you do it? Because it's going to be funny, you know. Do you just yeah, wind them up for your own entertainment? It was all for my own entertainment, yeah, because they didn't, I didn't get much entertainment apart from which occasionally those things when you just be like that kind of, but Miles talking about that kind of thing. So my entertainment every day, I wanted to enjoy myself every day, same kind of thing, I like to have a laugh and a joke every day. And then that, sometimes I had to create that myself. And if it, if it happened to be <laughs> some popped into my head that that I thought that, just see how it went. I didn't have a, I didn't have a thing about, there was no conscience there with regards to well, maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah. Then there'd be a bit where you know he's fucking got his head out the window and he's saying, "Not another fucking step," you know. <laughs> I know that actually maybe I made a mistake here, you know. But actually, no. And it's and it, you you would think that if I had an adverse effect on him. So the last time I went to see him, I, di I didn't tell him I was coming. I was dropping something off, and I, I just asked if he was in. He was in the office with Jason. I just banged on the door. What is it? And I just opened the door. <laughs> anyway, this is, I've had my hair cut a wee bit and my beard trimmed slightly. But then he goes, the fucking hell, it's the wild man from the mountains. <laughs> when was this? A few, no, a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago. So, <laughs> you know, because I know that, that if, you, if, if you had had any kind of real issue, I would be persona non grata without question you know so I mean like so you said I, got, I think sorry. I got away with loads yeah I think a lot of you what helps though is like you say performing and playing well and, and winning things and scoring goals and you did that as soon as you got to United you scored 31 goals in all competitions 20 in the league is that in your first season at United is that right you're looking at me like I'm wrong no, I scored 20 goals. 20 league goals and 31. or 24 or something, something like that. And Sorry, let's be honest, over a 20 pretty shit yeah. team as well. Yeah, over 20 uh, Where did we goals. finish that? Not when we came second? 24 that, goals, yeah. sorry. Yeah, we 24 second, goals. Yeah. Second. 24 yeah. league goals and 31 in all competitions. So. And then 11 for the year after. What the fuck happened there, by the way? Oh. <laughs> that was during the uh, 
transformation period or not? I don't. You won't get away with that now. You won't get. Who came? If you, you know, Tanak finishes eleventh next season, he ain't gonna get another. No, was it not? Then eleventh. It was seventh or something. Wasn't it? It, was, yeah. it was seventh and then eleventh. Then another drop after. Was it eleventh? Yeah. It should it was, have been as that. It'd be so down the fucking. No, it was eleventh. It was eleventh. And nineteen ninety. So eighty-seven. Eighty-nine. Eight, 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 eight. Was, yeah, was, was second. Was the second one in the, in the first season. Eighty-nine, yeah. eleventh, ninety, thirteenth. Yeah, but ninety was the FA Cup, which got. Yeah, well, we still finished thirteenth. Yeah, you're right. I'm not, you know, but. So we got to situation though that year, that eighty-nine, ninety year, where I think we equaled the record of of games that any Manchester United team had gone without winning which I think was 13 as well so I think we went 13 league games without, without winning yeah I'm looking at it now so from the I'm like not, I don't want to focus on negativity but you brought it up so 25th of yep. November 1989 till Jesus what well, 3rd of February 1990 no sorry the 10th of February 1990 you didn't win a game yeah that's what I'm saying so <laughs> we, we, so, we the, the, so, so regards to the way we finished that's a positive when you're in the middle of that bit because <laughs> the middle of that bit is relegation yeah because when that run started with a draw at we home to Chelsea something. you were 10th or we were 10th and then by the time the, the, la the draw last draw with City before we won against Millwall 24 in the league Millwall yeah and you look at the 22 team 22 or 24 22 and yeah. you look at the team that played against Millwall, there's no way you'll be able to name that team 2 0 against Millwall. What, yeah, 90 yeah. 90. Yeah. Right. You won't be able to name the I'm team. Gonna, no, no, I'm going to. Do 11 v 11, that's where you're I'm going. Right. On I'm, it. Do you know it? I, know, I don't know the whole team, but I know some of the players that are playing in the game. Because um, yeah. we did my first game. Let's see if you can remember this one, actually. Cause yeah, we did this I'll upstairs this. earlier. You scored in it. So my first game was September 1990, Southampton at home. Name the team Jim Layton. No. You're mad. Chris Donner. Following September, the FA Cup. September He's 99. not getting fucking seen, mate. <laughs> right. He's not even allowed in the ground. So September 90. Yeah. So that's a season after. So must be Smeichel must be playing goals there. No, Gary Walsh. Huh? Do my layer chocolate. Yeah, go on. There's another five keepers that might have worn a night <laughs> shirt at some point. At that point? Very <laughs> obvious one. Oh, f yeah. Les. Yeah. yeah. Fullbacks. Fullbacks. We Lee, only know this because we did Lee it. Lee well, we didn't. We got it, didn't we? In the end, did there been two out of struggle? Duxbury yeah. Martin. Nope. Neither of them. Nope. Blackmore Irwin. Irwin, yes. Blackmore played in midfield. Blackmore played in midfield. There was. Oh, sorry, go on. Pallister Bruce. Nope. Pallister played. Donnerkey. Yeah. Yep. Donnerkey played. Feeling. No. Uh, yes, played yeah. in midfield. Who's the other centre half? The other centre half. A prominent first. He's got a couple of them. Fergie's first signing. Fifth beat place beat, beat you by, a, by fifth, about... Fifth place at a half. Yeah, he'd be wow. Half or right back, it wow. That's impressive. Beat that. you by a few minutes, didn't it? Become United's for, uh, Fergie's first signing. Sharpie. He come off the bench with Russell Beardsmore. McLear. Yep. Bruce. No, not Bruce, sorry. Hughes. you miss him one. The other forward. Robbins. Yeah. Do well now, any Mark Robbins at Coventry. Flying. Yeah, yeah. playoff final, aren't they? The team against Millwall that you asked for. How similar to that one, is it? N it's not too dissimilar. Jim Layton's in that. Yeah. You mentioned did you mention Anderson? Anderson? There's no way that you're gonna get centre half. In that game, right. How weird is this centre half? Could you mean how weird is it? Not as weird as me. <laughs> Did it, is it someone that played like three games? He might no. have played one game. No. He might have done that. Oh, he came, right, I've seen what you've done here. 
Right. Yeah. And there's one who came on. There's Have I got any hope of getting this? No. Came on, she didn't start the game. No, well, give me according, another. According to 11 v 11, right. he came on for v Anderson. Right, well, okay then. I'm going to need right. a clue. If I'm not going to get it, I'm going to need a clue. It's not great. Right, I'll give you a clue. Think of a talk sport presenter who looks like he's about to explode. Alan Brazil? No. <laughs> no. Close. You got the surname right. Derek Brazil? Yeah. <laughs> Any Irish? Don't know why that's relevant. But... <laughs> he's still allowed to play for Manchester United. It's the name Brazil, but yeah. I'm being Irish. Yeah, so Derek Brazil and Mark Robbins, I think that's the way around they've done it, unless they've done it the other way around. Who's the team? Who's the starting team? So it's Jim Layton in goal, Viv Anderson, Gary Pallister, Mike Duxbury, uh, Lee Martin as your defence. Then you've got Clayton, Blackmore, Russell Beersmore, Mike Phelan, Danny Wallace as your midfield. And you've got you and Mark Hughes up front. And then... What's their team? It doesn't say that. Sherry on. They, they've just not. Cascarino. Yeah, yeah. All fact, their top see, players. I don't know why it's, all, it's not all their, all their best players of the time. Sherry Cascarino. The two lunatics that are playing centre half. Find it because it's not. It and we're playing at the way. Den, not the new Den. The Den. I'm trying to see if I can find the. Um, it's not because we could have got dragged into a relegation battle, which we would have lost. You reckon? We do. Uh, well, we went down that year. I can't find the. Um, I'm just going to see if it'll give me the. Oh, yeah, this might have it. Uh, yeah, sorry, this makes great telly anyway, doesn't it? Just while we've got you. Here's, here's one. Go on you. then. If they hadn't have um, retired, which Manchester United striker would have been 34 in the treble season? Been 34. 34 years old, yeah. Which striker would have been 34 in the treble season? And if they hadn't have had the issues they had, they might have still been effective and playing. But it's a weird one because you don't think of them as anything like that team. So some of the same age as me then. What year was you born? 63. Yeah, it's a couple of years younger. No, it wasn't. What? No, because I was no, 34 and 699. How? 33, was I? Then 33. Have you born in 63? 33, then. 34. <laughs> Who's older than me? This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What year did you well, born? 63? Peter Davenport. 63, you say you yeah. How are you 33, 36 years later? 99. Yeah. I was 35, I was there. Norman Whiteside. I've found that same. Norman, yeah, Norman's Norman Whiteside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of him as a completely different era. Yeah, yeah no, 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 not yeah. remotely. Yeah, because Norman's younger than me, Clayton's younger than me. That's yeah. Right. Norman, yeah. It's Imagine just, Norman Whiteside as part of the 99. It doesn't seem like it's Congress, does it? Madness, but he's an 80s United player, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. That team you're on about, the Millwall team. I don't know half of these players, well, 90% of these players. You've got Keith Brannigan in goal, Ian Dawes, Alan McCleary, 
Dennis Salmon, David Thompson. Fucking President of America. Jimmy Carter. He was a hassle of money. Sorry? Went to Liverpool. Did he go to Liverpool? Darren Morgan, Paul Stevenson, Darren Tracy, Tony Cascarino, obviously, he mentioned, and Paul Goddard. And on the bench was Dean Horrocks. Yeah, no Sheringham. Was uh, Hurlock not playing in that game, no? Terry Hurlock. No. No. Nope. So, yeah, it's quite an interesting game, that. So we say. <laughs> Derek Brazil getting in on the action, coming in on the second half. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. What was the relevance of that game? Well, how long did he? he I that thought he was playing. That when, did get, when did he come on? I thought he played quite a long time. I think it was a Well, it's just 46 minutes, so you come on. Yeah, yeah, he said, come on, he's played yeah. the second half, and I think yeah. he played really well yeah. against Cascarino. Eh? Well, it just didn't happen for him at United. How many games did he play for United? Derek Results, have a look. I can't imagine. But that was it. That was getting, probably getting to the bit about we need to start winning some games <laughs> over. Yeah, FA Cup was a nice but distraction, but. That was one of only two league games he played for United. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was... Um, I can imagine Fergie just having zero patience and being pretty aggressive, but is that what it was actually like, or is he a bit more mellow and approachable? And what? On that run? Well, I don't know if that was that time or not, but there was a... There was a no, it must have been... Yeah, it may have been then or, or the season before where... Um, him and Archie wouldn't actually take us for training. We had to go and train our own. As punishment? Well, I would imagine so, yeah. So. <laughs> and you'd come you'd go you'd come down the if you've ever been at the cliff, you come down the little stairs to turn left to go down to the dressing room and the corridor's only maybe thirteen thirteen yards long and when you went to the dressing room, it's really narrow, and he'd be coming out of the dressing room, and you'd go, Good morning, he'd fucking walk straight past you. In that room? Or so on, that, on that corridor. <laughs> yeah, just fucking straight past you, as if you're like. <laughs> I know, I might have said good morning to myself, you know, as if good morning, Arthur. No. <laughs> as if yeah, good morning, Brian, you know. Then, but I wouldn't turn around, you know, in case he'd fucking. And then just went to the dressing room. Thinking that if he didn't, he said, "Fucking get!" I got hauled upstairs, you know. So <laughs> fucking. Yeah. But then he's he's in this bit where he's decided he's no talking to you, and they wouldn't talk for a week. At least I think it was that, but a week, they fucking talk to us. To anyone? Yeah, none of the players, no. Wow. None of us. That's fucking moody, that is, isn't it? None of us. No, really? Not f- nothing. Not so you're all just going taking your own train. Well, we didn't train. Well, well, the one day I remember training was whatever we were doing. Actually, had to go and go. You have to stop now. You're doing too much. <laughs> She's like, fucking, that's very funny as fuck off, you know. <laughs> but he, he wouldn't, he did de- for a whole, definitely for that whole week up until the game again on the Saturday or whatever, he, he didn't speak to any of us. Wow. The, the reputation of Fergie now is, I, I think, uh, certainly a lot of the younger viewers, he's like some sort of benevolent grandfather figure. He is like that, that's what he is. Though, that's what he is now, yeah. but that definitely wasn't. No, what I mean, and I think he. I think from going back there, from the from the beginning of his coaching, managing role, or career, or right up to the end, it 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 changed into and and became a different type of manager coach because of the cultures of players. They ended up managing as he went through that process. You know, we were all Irish and Scottish and Welsh and English, and we we. It was uh, just the way of of 
he understood what he was trying to do and, and trying to get a performance out of you either mainly the games because the games were important parts and he always, was always working out what he was trying to do and which ones that, again he could trust really you know so and he was trying to build towards that um, and and the main thing as well is about players that are available any who you coach you know if the player's injured or suspended uh, or you're not talking to him for whatever reason there's no use to you and that can happen that sometimes you're, you're not half for the player or whatever it is you know, and you'll be half for you whatever you think oh well, fuck you you know you're not playing uh, and it was that was clearly the thing that became the was and is the most important thing you need players that are available to pull the shirt over your, their heads and then you, you're hoping to get a performance out of them if you keep changing the team all the time because somebody's injured or somebody's suspended it, it can disrupt I know there's a lot of stuff now with squad rotation and different things but then it was about getting a settled team settled team in and that you could rely on to get good reasonably good performances and positive results and build on that and, and he built on that to the the pinnacle of of the football uh, game in England and in Europe and and of course with regards to performing in club world championships as well so um, Roy Keane's another one that I think from the outside looked like he changed so you obviously saw him when he arrived yeah but Roy Roy had to overcome a problem and he overcame the problem the drink yeah and he overcame that and that I've got tremendous admiration for Roy in, in doing that you know uh, there's many people have various different addictions and, and Roy had a, a difficult time with or it was affecting it started to affect what he was doing really uh, probably more of his 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 behaviour off the pitch rather than his performances and training in the games because I don't think it wouldn't have been it wasn't a similar it wasn't the same kind of thing like uh, Paul McGrath for example where Paul's was a real problem and the problem was every day I think Roy's was mainly just on in the particular days that you would it would be acceptable to 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 go out you know didn't interfere with times that two days before games or like that kind of thing two or three days it was just and then some incidents with the car that were, were influenced by um, alcohol and we, he, they were dealt with incidents were dealt with by the manager for dressing down or fining or various different things and he, he, he's, he overcame that and became the player and the captain that he was did you see that sort of personality in, in him when he joined? Because the, uh, is it, it's Bruce's uh, captain's log video. Yeah, I remember that. Roy Keane comes across as this giggly, no, I don't, sort yeah. of like, that really was the second, That was the second one, wasn't it? It wasn't in the first well, one. Roy, the, the, Roy's always been that one that he's wanted to have that same kind of thing, enjoy himself and have a laugh and a joke and be involved in the in the team and in the team camaraderie. And he was one of the younger ones. He was involved in the with that gig saying Sharpie and, and then the um, Becks and Butty and all that kind of thing so he loved to have a carry on and all that kind of thing uh, so he was always he was never Roy was never miserable he was always buoyant he puts across you know. that miserable side though. 
What no, you mean? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think he plays on it a little bit, yeah. doesn't he? He just he does. I think I think that, it's an exaggeration yeah, sometimes. I think that's the expectation for. I think that's the expectation that it's been created by. I mean, Roy's comments are about reflection on how he sees things and how he did things, and he's got very high standards, which are which are uh, again something to be lauded. Is that because immediately? I think that's. He wanted to win, and that was clear that right away. You know, he wanted to win. He's very competitive, very competitive in training as well as he wanted to be the best player. You know, he wanted to be the best player. So at the beginning, you'd Paul Lynch was still there, and, and and he could see. So he's looking around. He's looking around and seeing what. How does he get in the team? How does he uh, become a a, a a regular player? So at the beginning of it. When Roy came, he played a lot of games at right back, and he played really we well. About this morning, didn't we? Yeah, he played really well. I mean, he was good at right back because he's powerful and yeah, quick and all. He got him down and all that kind of thing. But he looked and saying, "Well, where he wants to play, and he clearly wants to be where he's he's played with, with Forest and had success at Forest, and that's is 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 the one of the midfield too. So in training, you would have him and NCA at it, hammer and tongs, really, you know, but try to just like competitive because they're both like that and both aggressive like that and um, Brian Robson used to say to Ince when he was on his own hey, what's wrong hey, what's happening you? So, oh, I just want to be the best player and he goes oh, you, you're the best player you know you're the best player today and then when he was away and he'd maybe go upstairs and, and uh, Keno was in the dining room and he's going oh, well, that's so I just want to be the best ah, you are the best player so <laughs> he'd be telling <laughs> until Paul went to to enter, and then Roy took over the that position of being the 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 main midfield player in that particular role, you know. But he he always wanted, you could see, he always wanted to be that particular thing. But he just had to to temper the his socialising really, and he he clearly overcame that. And became sad. a really really good example of like, to young players of for. For how hard they worked in training. I think it's sad him and the manager don't talk anymore. Uh, well, I don't know if they talk or not, you know. So it's like there's, there's. Uh, again, it's, it's it's. Have they got everybody enough time to maintain relationships as they want to be maintained? Um, you've got a thing where you've got one person who makes a decision. Because they think it's the right thing, another person on the receiver says, and who don't think it's the right thing, and then you could you could end up with uh, a clash in the heads over a period of time. Uh, for me, it just seems quite humorous, really. That you know that you know you want to pick a, your best manager, and you pick whoever. That's fine. You know, it's just a, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't see. I've never spoken to. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Alex Ferguson, but any of these kind of cities. But I wouldn't be seeing them being that upset that 
somebody's decided to choose somebody else because of it's like there's a programme on the other night wasn't there 40 years since um, Aberdeen won the Cup Winners Cup and Jim Layton still won't say his name really? no he says he refers to him as a manager of the gaffer but he won't well, say his name because of what happened in 99 obviously you know and, and that's, a that's the beauty of managing you, you you're always going to upset someone and you're always going to have an effect you might even find that at any level Stephen, you're, you're, you're always thinking, oh, if I don't play him today, he's going to be upset and he's got his, his birthday on Sunday or whatever it is. Um, and, but he, he, I asked him once about what he just, he says, I only, he says, I try to pick, I'm all in, I just try to pick a team that I think is going to win the game. And that's, that's, that's that it. was it, you know, and he, he went, made his decisions. He'd listened to his, his staff, but, but he made the decisions. And, he would stick with that, and that, I think that was one of his great strengths. And he got more decisions right than he got wrong over that long period of time that he was managing. But with regards to relationships with players, I mean, it goes back to me. I always go back to the thing he said when the year uh, would that be '93? When was it '93 or '94 when Bruce when the Ince left and Sparky 95. left? '95, Sparky left. Uh, Paul Parker left. Chelskis. Can you imagine the fucking meltdown that would happen now? Yeah. Want to do what with these kids? Are you fucking insane? Yeah. So and then that was the kind of thing about the and what he said at the time. Somebody asked him about that about and he said his comment was still tickles me now. He says you only need six people to carry your coffin. With regards wow. to the friends, you know they're wow. not my friends. This is they're not none of these people are my friends. You only need six people to carry your coffin. I thought that was hilarious. You know. So. <laughs> So I think he's got six people now. So, all <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> a couple of Steve chats, uh, a couple of chats as well before we wrap up. Um, Alex Buckingham says positions to Jade to ban the words Katar and Ratcliffe in the chat. The constant arguing is giving me hemorrhoids. Uh, Heen Long has been a member of the Academy of Tom says just enjoy the stories from Chucky. Should get him to join more watch-alongs and match reviews. Yeah, we'd happily have uh, Chucky on the channel more often. Actively about. Actively petitioning for him to be the so I, I did, I'm giving somebody hemorrhoids. That, that no, not you. The argument. I'm quite impressed by that, really. That no, I've you've not. Ability. People are saying your voice. Well, listen to you all day the, long. Because I've fallen asleep. Is that no, right? no. Someone so said your voice is. Salem Beast says this guy's voice. No, you are. But he says this guy's voice is calming my soul. Oh, so there you go. Well. So there's a, there's a compliment there in there I somewhere. I imagine the chats not listening to what's being said and it's just kicking off about who the new yeah. ones are going to be. Someone makes me laugh though. Someone says, Lockstock says, does Chucky ever get rowdy? Ask the Arsenal team yeah, <laughs> from that era. No, does does Chucky ever get rowdy? <laughs> there has he been has been moment. known. Yeah. yeah, there's been moments. Yeah, <laughs> there's quite, yeah there's, It's safe yeah. to say. Um, yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot because it's a live video, but when are you back? But we're going up here. Yeah. <laughs> when can huh? we get you back on here? When can we get you back on here again? When can we get back on where? On this, on this channel, not this particular. Do you not show, just get through this one first, no. and then. Yeah, I mean, to, what a commitment! Got to do a review. This uh, got to have a review. Of, <laughs> did, we, did we think it went well? How did we think about that? <laughs> was that start good? What do you think well, about that story? We, we, we've done the review. The, uh, went how many great. people have yeah, I put to sleep? You only just said one person been calm. How many people have I put to sleep? We've insulted the review. We don't care about that. <laughs> we we just want to chat about right. if we stuff. gave a shit about their opinions we wouldn't talk about Mick Cage every week <laughs> we'd do what they want and talk about football it's about which Marcus we've actually Rassin stayed on the top four which yeah. we didn't even get into we've stayed hella more on topic than I planned for us to do today. but it was a good nostalgic one we love that so yeah if you're happy to whenever Chucky's free we'll, we'll try and get him on again um, we're going to wrap up there also me and you doing that 
fundraisers tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah, I'm also not going to the game on Sunday. Why? I'm going to Wembley. Why? We don't go to Wembley the week after. That's a yeah. silly thing. I've been invited do. by. Stop walk I've been invited by the EFL to um, to go. But I know. See, like it's a chore. Just been invited by do the what? EFL. It to is a fucking chore because London's fucking miles away. That there, London. Um, so I had a kick off. I know. So I am going to get to watch the United game. I'm just not going to Old Trafford for it. So. Um, you yeah, YouTube. I'm going you watching. YouTubers are all the same. Depends on extra time and penalties or that. That's a point. Yeah. Half one kick off, yeah. but I'm interested to see how it goes. I don't think it's a sellout. Thirty thousand. No, big, big good. Though, at yeah. least at the moment, yeah, it's a big game. Nice day as well. Sunday, yeah. So. so me and Ash are going down there doing that. Okay, we can go and check him out on that. Also, yeah, it's a sellout. Carlisle versus Stockport, and I've got thirty thousand people going to London. That's impressive. that's impressive, isn't it? It's a long move. That that's for both teams. Yeah. That that's one that should have gone. Actually, Old Trafford. Are you fucking busy? Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, good shout. Um, We'll be at that Len Johnson game tomorrow. There's a link in the chat for that. Yeah, if, you want, if you're in the Manchester area, you want to come because there's no fucking that. pro matches on. Exactly. Two o'clock kickoff down at FC United of Manchester Stadium in uh, New Moston, isn't it? Uh, also, big thank you. A to lovely little stadium, by the way. It is decent it's a stadium. Gorgeous right? little stadium for a non-league team. Uh, big thank you to Beer52 for sponsoring mm, this podcast. Name the stadiums that are not nice then while you're at it then. Or we'll Ellen do that Road. next time. That's not the topic for name the next time. Name the stadiums yeah. that are not nice. The Etihad. God, there's so fucking many. Anfield. That's a nice little thing the next time. Uh, we can go through it um, big thank you to Brian McLeod so we'll see you next week then that you booked him on thank the, you for on, tolerating me on the watch along for the FA Cup final right Sam uh, <laughs> we'll see you again soon no thanks we always uh, appreciate your support and coming on the channel you've done it a few times in the live event we did in Dublin as well which was amazing so yeah much appreciated so go and check out the life of Brian your life podcast Brian Sorry? Life with... Life with Brian, that's what I meant to say. You can check out the life of well, Brian. Life well. of Brian, the film by Monty Python. Excellent. Or you can check out Life with Brian. How do you like... The podcast with... Life if you Brian's like his better. dulcet tones that found him calming, then you can hear him every week. Every yeah. week? Is it every week? How often is it? It doesn't matter, does it? Right. Well, there's loads you no, can it's just... Not, it's not an argument. You can listen to it every week if you want, yeah, but I don't, do, I don't right, do it every week. How often do you do it? Whenever that... Whenever somebody's mad enough to come on. <laughs> Okay, go and check that out anyway. Who, check who, who do you have on? What other guests you got? Other guests? You've had a, they've had all sorts on there, haven't you? You've had some good ones on there. Can't let you know who's coming on. It's secret, you know, in case you might pillage them before, you know what I mean? Have I had on? We don't, we're not like that. We're not poachers. Eh? Just tell us who you've had on their contact details and we'll decide whether we're going to... Can't do that. <laughs> you got to do your own research. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, when Nigel's been on. Nigel? Mm hmm Really? Yeah. Who? Nigel. Who? Nigel Winterburn. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the one you didn't expect, did you? Him and Nigel Winterburn to be yeah, doing a podcast that. together. Yeah, I guess it's interesting. Chat, yeah. Did I want to say? Was, yeah. Did he apologise for... I couldn't remember. Is he shit all right? They said he couldn't remember, so it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Did he apologise for causing, <laughs> causing that brawl by allowing you to hit him? <laughs> let's get a guy, let's get a guy on to talk about an incident that's called the Battle of Old Trafford, right? Well, is it, I can see, is this it? the only time? And he go, gets there and he goes, "Don't remember it. Don't remember it." Yeah, I bet he doesn't. If you don't know what what happened between United and Arsenal, go and have a Google. Right? Forget all the Vieira and Keane stuff. Well, we're talking about still an banned from brawl, the players' lounge. Like, no, they they, they stopped. Uh, they stopped it anyway. There wasn't a. I don't think there was a particular. Moment, they just decided that away all clubs. It wasn't United. It's that some other club decided first to 
not have a wee, and then so everybody just did it. So it wasn't any particular incident in the players. It didn't really, was it? It wasn't really anything that happened in players' lounges. Certainly in my experiences, anyway, you know. Right, OK. You know. Go and check that out anyway. Um, if you can find the search. And it got points deducted all round. That's how placid it was. Um, go and check him out on his channel as well. Have you got anything out today? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's got a load of stuff. Go and check out Life with Brian as well. This has been The Brew with Brian McClare, Stephen Allison and me, Jay Murray. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.